0: 18 plus. In the tunnel. In the tunnel. In the tunnel.
1: You're listening to In the Tunnel.
2: Hello, and welcome back. This is In the Tunnel, our third episode. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Sean. And we come back to you again talking playoff hockey, and I guess we've got an update on playoff basketball, so this should be a lot of fun. Uh, This is our tired episode. We're both low on sleep, um, dealing, at least on Sean's end, we're dealing with uh, a balance of work issues. And yeah, so we're going to try to bring the best energy that we can, uh, which may involve a 2K knowledge of the NBA and nothing else.
3: All about that work life balance 99% work, 1% life.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which, I mean, my idea of a work life balance would be I don't know if let me enjoy my life and work at home. And not feel like I'm locked in a cubicle jail cell for eight hours a day. But, hey, I guess I'll just sit next to the lady in the cubicle next to me who says, Oh, God, to herself every three minutes for the next. It might be time to look for a new job anyway. <laughs> so All right, it's so electric stuff over here.
3: So let's jump straight into it. So. I figure let's just get through the games, the series that are already done, right? And we can just go down the list, starting from uh, San Jose and Anaheim, and then finish the sweeps, then to the four ones and four twos.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Um, so San Jose, they took down Anaheim relatively. Easily to our surprise, at least I that don't think either of us was saw so a sweep surprising. Come. I, I just I don't understand. It's like how many times can you say that San Jose is an old team, and like last year they just didn't show up. Didn't they get bounced in the first round last year? Yeah, I think. But so. But this year, this year they just come back and sweep all over again. Which yeah, but- I really don't understand. Like. The Evander Kane boost was. A it nice helped them the pickup. first game. Yeah, but I don't think we saw that it was going to, like, help them this just, much already.
3: I don't think it helped them. Like, it helped them, yes, and I we knew it was going to help them with scoring, but Anaheim just was like, we're not going to show up. Let's go on vacation within, like, Bali while the other team was on the ice. Like,. Yeah. Uh, how do you get? How do you get outscored eight to one in one playoff game? I
2: mean, we we can touch on that more with a few games. The, uh, but I, there's been lopsided games in good series this year. I I I really.
1: Oh no! It's yes. It's been
2: so up and down the narratives but... of each series, but like. To like, not win a single game. This
3: is not the Pittsburgh and Philly series where everything just went to shit.
2: Oh no no, I'm not even referring to that one. I was actually thinking to uh the Boston, Toronto series how that started. Like yeah, but it wasn't like two. eight to one. You're right. It was like six to one in game one. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Philly, that.
3: Pittsburgh and Philly was seven to one. Like yeah, but freaking Anaheim just never showed up. They always like San Jose was ready to go from puck drop to final whistle. Anaheim was just like yeah we'll stroll in there maybe like halfway through the first in the second period and then just like stop showing up ten with ten minutes to go in the third. Like you're not gonna do anything if you have that type of mentality across your entire team which it looks like that's was the case?
2: Were they ever in a game late enough into the third period? Like, were any of them close well? I mean, enough
3: to? considering they kind of all just gave up like halfway through the third.
2: Well, that's why I'm asking.
3: They didn't. They weren't really in a game past halfway through the third because they gave up. And then...
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna give up the last ten minutes, I can understand it if there's. Kind of a lopsided game, but it kind of sounds like they gave up before the last 10 minutes and really kicked it into high gear. They might have been trying to do something other than win in the playoffs.
3: I mean, it looked like it. No offense to, like, Anaheim, but they just didn't show up.
2: Hey, not that I know much about parties, but there's always a weird person there. So, Anaheim might be that one this year.
3: Because the other... so. Yeah, and like that's the other thing though, because the other four a sweep series was so much better. Like you'd ex you wouldn't expect that series to go to a sweep.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, we both said that Anaheim was gonna win it. <laughs> not so, even uh,
3: not even Anaheim winning it. It's just like how they lost. Like it's they did not live up to anybody's expectations.
2: Yeah, I mean. At all. W- I don't know, I, I expected John Gibson to be that shaky and consistent guy that I that I was saying that I thought he was in the first episode, and well, that kind of came true, but, like, at some point, you need offense, and I don't know if that just doesn't exist in Anaheim, but... Or, or if that Otani dude who signed with the Angels who's like a pitcher and dh at the same time just took all the ducks offense but um this is like this is like space jam kind of bad
3: it's just so they might have
2: legitimately had their talent stolen from by aliens or whatever <laughs>
3: eh, it's it, like i don't know what to say like if nobody should have gone into the series expecting Anaheim to play like that and once they didn't really show up at home you, the series was kind of over
2: they still do have Corey Perry and Ryan Getzloff right yeah okay so that's just inexcusable to not win one game I mean not that you put the whole thing on those two guys but yeah, like but it's not
3: even just Corey Perry and Ryan Getzloff like Ricard Raquel Henrique was on that team. They have great young defensemen. Like, how do you. How does your entire team play like that?
2: Oh, it might just be that team that chokes in the playoffs. They just. This this was kind of like what St. Louis does, but on a smaller scale. All right. I mean, that's just my – I learned better by analogy, so <laughs> okay. not everybody's a deep a, a deep thinker when it comes to this stuff. But, you know, like you said, some of these – I mean, we only had, what, two sweeps, so – But the Vegas-LA one, looking back at that, because now we know that Vegas swept uh, LA for nothing. but yeah. then this – The stat came out to say how close that series really was, that Jonathan Quick was the highest save percentage in a playoff series of all time to lose the series. Yeah, with like a 943. So it was like, I don't know, someone told you that you're doing 94% of your job right. You would probably be pretty content with that. You would at least that, win
3: once. Right. But if, to get swept if the teacher in.
2: yeah, if the teacher told you that you were gonna get an A in the class, not an A plus, but an A, you'd be like, Well, you know, that's still really high up on the scale. That's something to be happy about. Well, if or, you're an LA or, Kings fan, that was not enough.
3: <laughs> or you're Asian and you only accept a
2: <sighs> I mean, not gonna judge either way. <laughs> Put me on the hot seat. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to that regard. <laughs> but, uh, All right.
3: But, yeah, like, how do you, like, I just, Fleury played out of his mind. He had, like, a 9.78 or something, like, really high, too. But as Jonathan Quick, how, you you did your job almost perfectly. Some Like, you just let in, like, one goal here and there, even. And it's just, like. Your team couldn't score, and Flurry was just playing out of his mind. He was just playing better. But, like, I mean, I have Vegas to win all the way up.
2: Yeah. But I was not expecting a 4 It looks pretty plausible now. Now they get to rest a little bit. Um, Thank we'll you, Boston and Toronto. Goes. Yeah, everybody gets to rest because of the one game seven now. I mean, hey, game
3: sevens are fun. Don't.
2: Oh no, I'm not. I'm not knocking Game Sevens. I'm glad that my team's not in a position to have to play one because, I, I hang out with one of my friends out here, in Wilmington. We are both Pens fans. We were texting this weekend, saying like, "Dude, I don't think we could make it to work the next day with the amount of alcohol we'd have to consume to watch a Game <laughs> Seven between the Pens and Flyers." So, uh, just trying to figure out how that one was going to go, and luckily it didn't get that far. So,
3: so note to self: preemptively call an ambulance if Pens are in Game Seven.
2: Uh, if there's one available, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I mean, uh, us Pittsburgh fans can uh, willingly admit that our teams, whether it be the Steelers, Pirates, or Penguins, although not really the Pirates. What will happen is our teams will push us to the edge of our seat, to the edge of, like, a nervous breakdown. And then right as soon as we're about to hit that point, they'll be like, okay, now it's time for us to, like, pull out this fourth quarter comeback or this, like, okay, now we're going to, like, score two with an empty net and tie it up with a minute left. It's like, oh, you know, why? Why did it have to be this way? It's like, why couldn't we just, like, I don't know, enjoy it and have a fun – That's what made the Philly series more bearable this year is because, like, by the time that, like, there's 12 minutes left in the third period, you know who won, for the most part. So, but anyway. I mean,
3: for a fan, it's not really a great series.
2: I mean, for a neutral fan, you say.
3: (laughs) Yes, obviously.
2: I mean, if you're a Philly fan, you can take, is in the fact that their home arena is re- recording this right now on Tuesday night. The The Sixers are playing right now. So, you know, like, it, it, it's not like the deepest slump they were able to turn over to the other team that was in the playoffs. So, I don't really feel as bad. But, you know, not to get too much of a tangent here. I don't know if I showed you the picture, but uh, yesterday... During my lunch hour, I go and I take a picture. I was in a parking lot. I saw this Villanova uh, Champions 2018 magnet, Philly's magnet, Eagles magnet, Sixers Magnet on the back of this one car. And I sent it immediately to my dad. I was like, yo, Pops, no flyers magnet. They must have taken it down for the day. <laughs> and it was so funny because then I'm driving back to work and like I see them pull out right behind me. I'm just thinking. I really hope they see the Penguin's Magnet on the back of my car. But, I don't know. That was my real-life fun for the past couple of days. Just thinking, like, I wonder if there's Philly people around here so I can just tell them about how great that series was. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm a horrible person.
3: But, anyway, back on topic. <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. We we're, were just a little sleep-deprived. Kind of went on a pretty big tangent. Well... For what we were trying to do. But yeah, so Vegas really surprised us by sweeping. I mean, because Quick played out of his mind. And I mean, they deserve that win. And I mean, I think they should be... The next series they have should be really good, right? Because they play the Sharks. So both teams that did a sweeping, one of them has to lose a game.
2: Yeah, at I least. think it was funny. <laughs> I think I saw on Instagram a picture of uh NHL NBC Sports posted I think. It's like all, the Sharks have won every playoff game between California teams. It's like of all three teams, only the Sharks have won any of them. That's how lopsided it's been in California. It's like you have three teams in it and you only get one team to win any of them. So Yeah. I mean again, it's like no offense for the Kings kind of hurt them because like goaltenders standing on their head and it's not like Vegas was getting a lot better offense, but they were getting they were getting just some. enough. They're getting just enough. But it's like really we say like, you know, Vegas we were surprised by Vegas. But we've been saying that all year is at what point do we just expect the unexpected and be surprised if they lose three games in a series? Or like I mean, I'm telling A-Series. you, that's
3: now like they totally deserve to be where they're at, right?
2: Yeah, from, for, just me, for me. For me. For me. No, I
3: mean I have them. They, I think they can go all the way.
2: And and you pick them too.
3: Yeah. So, I mean that tells you where I am. But yeah.
2: Anyway. Sean's got money on the Vegas nights.
3: <laughs> if I had any money.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Winnipeg in uh, Minnesota then.
3: So yeah, what do you? think about that series do you get to watch much of it
2: uh, i didn't get to watch much of it i was kind of caught up in other series on the east conference but like i said before going into the playoffs is that winnipeg atmosphere is was too electric that home ice advantage like minnesota has that too but minnesota just they have that reputation of kind of self-destructing at some point in the playoffs and then you kind of got per- uh, say was hurt. Suter. Uh, Suter. It was not Eric Stahl kind of gimpy at one point. I could yeah. very well be wrong. I may have gotten my, uh, contract bloated guys on the wild, uh, no, mixed
3: up. Stahl, but Stahl was doing good for them. He like, was,
2: but like, and Devin Dubnik, he, um, he has had he, good years so with the wild. It's streaky. not like he's a bad so goaltender streaky. by any means, but like, they just did what the wild seemed to do. They, they self-destructed. Yeah, they they couldn't find an answer. I mean, I don't really think it. they
3: self destructed per se. Like the most of the games were really close.
2: Yeah, but would have you would you have expected this game to only go five?
3: I mean, sure. Like I expected maybe another game. I, I mean, I don't think seven is the right length for them.
2: I'm just saying, like, but, I think that but, this this series didn't go as far as it could. I didn't think it fulfilled all components that a neutral fan thought that they would get out of it. But,
3: like, when when I'm looking back at a series, right, I'm not saying, like, this series should have gone another game. Like, Vegas and Los Angeles, like, instead of thinking, oh, that series should have gone another game, it's, wow, look how close they were, yet look how lopsided the series shows it
2: as yeah no you're right it's i don't know it's just tough for me to think that minnesota was going to do more than what they did so i'm not completely surprised that they went down in five but i feel like they were a better team and have a better roster to do more than go down in five
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm.
2: That's just my personal opinion.
1: Hmm. I,
3: I mean, I can see it, but you know, I think just Winnipeg showed they wanted to win, and Minnesota couldn't fight back.
2: Yeah, and you know, they just played a harder game. I don't know how physical Winnipeg is as a team, but you didn't hear that Line A was having monster games like and they still were putting up they still put up the four wins that they needed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Joe Morrow on their team. Joe Morrow was a Penguins prospect, went to like Dallas and Boston. Like the dude's been all over the place. Like it's n- not the greatest roster either i'd probably say on paper minnesota probably has the better roster on paper but it didn't I don't know. seem to really matter i don't think so i'll agree to disagree but yeah. everybody's entitled to their opinion that just doesn't mean that they're always right though
3: <laughs> all right so let's get to my least
2: favorite part of this podcast You're already on, so I guess uh, I guess there's something else. I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) Well,
3: anyway, so yeah, so the other series that went four-one was Tampa Bay and New Jersey. And if you didn't already know, I'm a huge Devils fan. So
2: yeah, right now we have a a human salt shaker on the line. So come on, no, I'm kidding. Hey. Like,
3: no, nah, like, so, I mean... At least I the think... game
2: that you went to wasn't the worst-case scenario.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think... Because uh, Coach Hines had a press conference after the game. He's like... um, He's proud, but he's not satisfied. And I completely agree with that. Like, I didn't expect the Devils to make it to the playoffs. I was At the beginning of the season, I was like... You know, if we could hit like 85 points and be like semi competitive up until the playoffs, I'll be happy. Uh huh. Not only we got it, was it over 10 points better than what I was like really hoping for? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you were very all in on like, this is the beginning of the rebuild. Yeah, and...
3: I mean, it still is like. We have 20 million oh, yeah. cap space for next year, but we're not going to go blow it all.
2: Ray Shero is your GM, so you never know, but... Eh, he's
1: not going to blow it all.
2: I, I'd say there's about a 15% chance he blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it's better than when there's he was There's also, what, how, how
3: big's the percent chance of uh, signing Bo Bennett?
2: Oh, I mean, <laughs> what's higher than the ceiling? I mean, that <laughs> dude's probably going to play for a bag of Lay's potato chips. Assuming he doesn't break his jaw eating them. (laughs) Uh, For uh, anyone who's not a huge hockey fan, Bo Bennett is a hockey player. He played for both the Penguins and Devils. Uh, He was a first-round draft pick from California because, yes, that is where great hockey players come from. Uh, And he was basically made of glass, made of uh, wrinkled paper, just destined to be hurt. Yeah, and, I mean, like, he still he plays. Would, he still plays, but I think he's not that good. In, he's in the minors again, so he's
3: he's a fourth liner.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, he even, never was more than like a third liner to begin with. Because well, he never was in the lineup long enough to impress. But yeah, yeah. that was. I mean, yeah, he, he's thoughts and prayers. Thoughts but he and was prayers always, to his next injury. Yeah,
3: yeah. But he was always <laughs> re-signed.
2: Yeah, for one year deals. Always, <laughs> always for one-year deals, and uh, it just goes to show you can also be a professional athlete who has chronic injuries. Uh, you don't have to be Greg Oden in the NBA; you can do it in hockey too. So, yeah. But congrats okay. to him, and you know, wishing him a speedy recovery for his next injury that hasn't happened yet.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, but back to the series, right? So. Tampa Bay came out swinging in the first game.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. And, uh, like, the Devils just didn't show up. The second game, we played a lot better, but still, like, we were missing, like, a good 20 minutes of hockey overall, maybe 25 minutes. Third game, we got a fire lit under our asses, but we were playing at home, so we better have gotten a fire lit under our asses.
2: Yeah, a little pregame speech from Bo Bennett. (laughs) <laughs> and uh maybe I mean, we Ilya played, cover truck
3: yeah i mean we played pretty well that game i still think it was pretty iffy in a yeah, lot of but cases. that was the
2: game that you guys won so
3: yeah but i mean there were a lot of what like what are they doing
2: but that must have been the game for you as a fan where you thought like okay look at the potential if this was our a flawed game that we won it's like imagine if we brought that complete execution and played our best games from here on out.
3: Yeah, I mean, but then like so game 4 um that's the game I went to. Uh like you could see the difference that this team becomes without Vatnin.
1: Mhm. When he, he went out? down injured? Yeah, oh, he got okay.
3: injured. Um I mean, I think it was a clean hit, but people will argue or whatever. Uh by Nikita Kucherov uh and uh yeah so he got injured it was like probably like six four four six minutes left in the first yeah so like
2: that's a that's at one a, point a, a mental blow for a team
3: so at one point we had a penalty kill green took a penalty so that means our penalty killing first par our defenseman for the penalty kill on the first shift was more lovejoy
2: yeah, I mean, Lovejoy's not a horrible player, well, but... Lovejoy's like, a great penalty l- killer. That's the one yeah, thing... But, he, I, but he's a bottom six defenseman. But
3: he does, he's a bottom, bottom pairing a bottom,
2: defenseman. Bo- yeah, bottom pairing.
3: Everybody's a bottom six defenseman.
2: And a top six, so hey, spin zone.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Lovejoy's a great penalty killer. But then He is, I... At-
2: I don't that's, know why you guys scratched him so much. Is that's Sorry, not the I'm, problem. I'm interrupting.
3: But that's not the problem. More Lovejoy is not the problem. It's the fact that then Severson came on our penalty kill. That's the problem.
2: And, and why is that? Dude,
3: this guy literally, he's like, Severson's pretty big, and but he doesn't use his size. He just chooses to try and play more like an offensive defenseman, which all power to him, play his style, but like, He's making four point some million dollars. Like you're in the playoffs, use your body a little bit or, you know, make a little bit of smarter decisions with the puck.
2: And
1: he was so not he's doing like,
2: that. so he's like, as a Dano Chara size, but tries to be PK Subin and not uses neither of his like physical ability, you know, skills To actually achieve anything,
3: he's not like Zdeno Chara. Size Chara's huge.
2: (laughs) True. I'm just trying to like paint a picture here. But yeah, no, he's like bad radio. But I mean,
3: he's not like you know, like if you look at the other defensemen on our team, we got like Butcher, who's a scrawny kid, right? Mm -hmm. More, he's a great defenseman, but he's not like big. He can't like lay a hit. And then. Like, so, Severson's, like, bigger than them. I feel like if he used his body, he'd be great.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, $20 million in cap space. Yeah. Now, but see, that's like, a
3: different... We'll talk about that in another podcast when the playoffs are over.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I feel like New Jersey, like, they now have the ability to kind of attract some guys. So, next year, like, you know, the the ceiling's even higher next year. I hope so. Basement's a lot higher too. Like, Hmm. I mean, we. It's kind of hard to change. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. That
3: (laughs) that basement. That basement should not be that low.
2: Yeah, it shouldn't be that low, but it 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 could very well be that. But let's hope for, uh, your sake as a friend. Obviously, uh, I want the best for you and your teams that uh, it turns out to be like the Maple Leafs and you, you kind of catch everyone surprised the first year. And then the second year you just kind of improve a little bit more. No, like I mean, not to win the president's trophy, but to kind of steadily increase. Yeah.
3: No, but I, I said like, I'm like proud of what the team has done as a fan, but I'm not satisfied with our performance in the playoffs. Like, like I don't mind that the series was 4-1 but like in at least two of those games we did not show up the first yeah. and the fifth game.
2: I mean talk like I said a steady climb kind of seemed like they took that approach in the playoffs in terms of showing up like it but took then, them what's that it steep took them cliff? a little it took them a little while to show up like you said game 1 and game 2 they didn't really uh, bring their A game, and then they were kind of playing from behind the whole time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like game five was like a steep cliff. I mean, Corey played out of his mind game five, don't get me wrong, but nobody else was like, nobody else was on the ice.
2: Yeah, and when the puck doesn't go into the net, is like at, after some point, it's like we've tried X amount of ways, and it's just not going in, and it starts to eat at you and be demoralizing. So I can only imagine what that was like for the players on the bench.
3: True, true. It's
2: like if I feel like I can't solve the brick walls, like, you know, how many guys does it take to crack the code here? And you only got so many guys to try to crack it, and nobody can, then you you start to falter mentally a little bit. That might have been what broke the back of the devils in that game five, but Eh. I I could be wrong.
3: I don't, I don't think so, but hey, congratulations to the lightning. They'll be facing the winner of the leaf spruins that will probably have already been decided by the time most people are listening to this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll find out (laughs) that should be an exciting game seven. If you are a sports fan, if you don't understand hockey, you don't need to, when you hear the words game seven, that should be enough to get your attention. Uh, because it looked like Toronto was out of that series. And let's touch on that one now because, you know, it just seems like perfect transition material. So let's utilize it. And so Toronto was down, what, 3-1 in the series, Mm -hmm. won their game six, probably their best game of the series so far uh, to tie it up at three games apiece. And now it's going back to Boston for a game seven. And, it, you know, Boston, you can say that they're the better team, but it doesn't matter. We have a Game 7 either way. So Boston hasn't been bringing their full throttle level of play to the ice every night because if I they mean, were, then I to don't are
3: here. To be fair, like, the games, like, if you look at the stats – they're pretty even. like Yeah. Uh, like, you have, uh, what, hits? Toronto's down by three. Blocks? They're up by six. Face offs to the Toronto's 111 more.
2: Pimps. Right, and you have, what, 30 some face offs a game? So, like, you can't say that uh, that's you have really an outward. A lot
3: of face offs, dude. 30 yeah. is a low number.
2: <laughs> well,. But, yeah, but the big one that stood out was penalty miss. I mean, Toronto had Kadri. Kadri's been suspended for three games from a hit this series. But 59 minutes in the box for Toronto and only 36 for Boston is just – it's kind of hard to think that Toronto stood a chance in the series with such little discipline to be – I mean, we're talking, if we're talking two-minute minors, we're talking more than 10 penalties is a difference here. Uh, so.
3: But, I mean, you got to look at how many we're offsetting and how many are misconduct, right? Misconduct yeah, don't count. Yeah, like anything.
2: I said, like, if we were strictly just talking two-minute minors, then that would be, like, whoa, but obviously it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Just... It Boston, I can't. It's hard to say this was a straight face, but Boston's actually been a disciplined team. And it's hard to say with a team that has Brad Marchand on it, but you know. eh. uh, I don't know. Uh, my gut says that Toronto's got the momentum now. It's like outside of Game One and Game Two in the series, when Boston took the first two games. I think it was. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Boston. We didn't took have the first a two-straight two game winning streak by one team.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I, I I know I was mentioning this to you before, but, you know, uh, the first two games of the series, the um, Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron line was a plus 18. Then yeah. The incredibly last, productive. The last four games of the series, that same line was minus 14.
2: Which is and incredibly plus disappointing. Plus minus.
3: Like, plus-minus, people have been, like, dismissing that stat. But it does show, like... It does just... You can use it to show how, like, the overall line is doing in most cases. Because, like, as much as... Maybe they didn't really deserve to be on the ice during said play or something. But, like, when something is that skewed, there's a problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And plus-minus are... Uh, people don't really understand hockey. Plus is when your team scores and you were on the ice when they scored, you get a plus. If you get a minus if your team gets scored on when you were on the ice. Five so really, time. yeah. But it really is kind of like a measure of how inconsistent that line has been, or uh, well, not it's... inconsistent but streaky. Is like they started like plus eighteen in two games is like really impressive, yeah. but minus fourteen since then is. I mean, it's not. As horribly bad as Toronto's, uh, you know, against the plus-18 Bruins. But it's, like, minus-14. How do you go... How do you have, like, a 20-some plus-minus swing the, in the other direction?
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: to
2: I mean, drop-off that much in, like, two days.
3: It just shows that they need to step up. Like, if two of them can get out of their funk. You'll see a series and that game, I mean that game's going to be great regardless. Like I totally recommend watching it if
2: yeah, you're listening to this. That game's the game. tomorrow night. And yeah. We're, we're going to try to get this uploaded for Wednesday. Uh so really if you're listening to Wednesday, that game is tonight. Um so definitely check it out. Uh you have a prediction for that game? What's your what's your bold prediction for they are think, one game seven.
3: I think uh, Toronto has the momentum, and I don't think they're going to lose it.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the I game's really, be really close. I was expecting you to say Boston. I'm surprised. But uh, I'm on board with Toronto, too. I think goal scoring has not been an issue in this series. I think it's going to be a pl- close game. I'm going, I think Toronto's going to win at 5 to 3.
3: You think a lot of scoring is going to happen, man? I think it's going to be a one-goal game, and I think it's going to be closer to like
2: 3-2. I I just feel like, look, there's been a lot of goals in that series. I mean, it's 6-1 games. Yeah, but it's
3: also game 7. It's going to be a lot more physical, and this series has already been physical.
2: Hey, I, I, sometimes physical play opens up some space, so you never know.
3: But, I mean, if it's going to be equally physical, you're going to get the space opened up on both sides, not just one.
2: Okay, Sean, well, you know what? Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase
2: necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to stick with five to three. All right. I mean, yeah. We'll just see. You want to play... Prices, right rules, and go with the under, then that's fine. You're
3: you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm just saying, like, eh, I don't know. I think it's going to be really close and lower scoring,
2: but hey. We can't always have them be like the Devils games were in the last three games of that series, so. Yeah. Yeah, right, That was low scoring. (laughs) Alright, so. Uh, Alright, ready for your favorite. Your probably
3: favorite part of this podcast, we're going to talk about Pittsburgh's series win 4-2 over Philly.
2: So, open us up. Like I said, I I was just happy that the games in this series were not too incredibly close. It allowed me to avoid having a nervous breakdown, obviously. Um, And... Which is great from a mental perspective. I mean,
3: I have the opposite opinion. Like, from an analytical perspective, the first, like, four games of the series was like, what the heck is going on? Somebody learned how to play
2: hockey consistently, please. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird because after that game two loss that the Penguins had and the Flyers, they had all the opportunities that, the Penguins aren't generating any opportunities. They seem to abandon their scheme. And I was thinking, look, if you're gonna play like this the rest of the series, then like it's gonna be really tough to see them getting anywhere near a three peat. And I don't think they are going to three peat because it's just too hard of a goal well I to mean to maintain, but
3: like you're guaranteed a Easter Conference final spot. Uh,
2: ideally. Ideally. No. We'll no, get, no. Get you mourn. don't understand.
3: You understand who you're playing, right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, we'll get into that later.
3: <laughs> you're guaranteed an Eastern Conference finals
2: spot. But... 90% chance. We've only won the last 9 out of 10 series against the Capitals. <laughs> but I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But, um, uh, like, I was able to eat a, a plethora of Milano's this series because well, me and my father have a tradition of we like to reward ourselves with a, a Milano after the Penguins win playoff games because they put us through such an inordinate amount of stress. Um, so, so you eat sweet? Hey. It, hey. I deserve to be rewarded for putting up with all their crap too, so.
3: I mean, you could just root for a different team. That doesn't give you stress. Like,
2: yeah, not the Buffalo Sabres who yeah, just
3: consistently lose or Arizona. Yeah, the
2: word bandwagon is not in my vocabulary, though. <laughs> so, I will I mean, be loyal to – I've been a Pirates fan for 20 years, Sean. I think I can get through a, the Penguins losing around in the playoffs.
3: I mean, is it a bandwagon if you're really going to join the, like, Coyotes fan base? I
2: mean, tell – um, it depends if I jump ship. That's a hard one to stay on. <laughs> like, hey, I could get an Auntie Ranta jersey, and he'll be traded in like six weeks. So you never know. This That could go down in flames. And I mean, it's Arizona. That could be legitimate flames. Um. So I don't know, but... Philly they had a year where I don't think they were really expected to be in the playoffs and they had kind of a surprise year but they've had the weapons like Simmons and Giroux and Couturier they've had those guys for years but the fact of the matter is it's like I can't stress this enough until Philly searches for a franchise goaltender and like either drafts and develops one or has some big plan in mind, they won't win a cup. It's, you can't have this philosophy that they've seemingly had for years now where it's kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of like had a bad year in Detroit like Mrazic did, or in St. Louis, and in, uh, in Calgary, like Brian Elliott did, and think that like, oh, we can fix him. is like, Dude, these guys have ended up on second and third teams for a reason. Someone tried to fix them and they couldn't be fixed. You're looking for gold in like a dumpster. It's just not there. And until Philly actually puts major focus on developing and having a franchise goaltender who can like really handle pressure and keep composure these things are going to continue to happen. And I'm not going to lie to you, I had flashbacks of 2012 when the Penguins absolutely got obliterated by Philly in the playoffs. But it's just not easy to fear a team that seemingly can't put together a a goaltending core that can compete with who's on the other end of you know, in the other net. I just can't think that Philadelphia was going to... Like, I mean, I didn't think every they were going ga- to win. Yeah, just but every s- game of this series, you could have made, outside of game two, you could have made an argument of like, oh, they probably should pull Elliott or Neuwirth or Mrazik. It's like Sidney Crosby scored on all three of their goaltenders.
3: But I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win. I just, as an outside fan, it's just this series like how do you go from scoring seven goals to scoring one and losing and le- getting scored on five and then go yeah. exact opposite the next game like that's my problem with the series not
2: anything yeah, else not but... n- well I think I can think of one other thing it's like not just the goaltending was the issue but Claude Giroux really didn't show up in the series Wayne Simmons really didn't show up in the series gas Despair was relatively quiet Couturier had torn his MCL and scored a hat-trick in game six and they lost it's like it such a with, valiant effort that even I can respect with the controversial that kind of call hustle. at the
3: end which I don't want to get into but just well, putting I, it out there
2: no like, I'll be the first to admit diehard Pittsburgh fan and some fans will say like oh Latang went and hit the puck first but it's like look that doesn't excuse it. it I mean it's it still was a I feel it was a trip but at the same time, when you look at the replay and you see Couturier, a dude with a torn MCL, kind of went like two and a half feet, three feet up in the air, I do think that it was a little embellishment. I think it should have been called, but I think I can see why the refs didn't blow the whistle. I think they thought, okay, maybe this was a little excessive of a reaction, and it swayed momentum, but like, I'll be realistic. It, I could see the penalty being called I, guess, All I right, think so any national fan would have thought that but, but let's
3: move me. on though
2: All like, right, yeah. We're,
1: yeah,
2: so yeah Nashville the President's Trophy they they took care of business uh, I think Colorado gave us a little more they than stole we were expecting ga- of them
3: I think they sco- stole one game they play- played really well for their first win they stole the second win that was a weird game let's yeah that wasn't about the
2: 6-4 game no, no, one of the 2-1 games...
3: the game where all the goals were scored in the third.
2: Oh, right, 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 yeah. but like, I don't know, Colorado might be on to something. I they, mean, I do really have... they did this with Bernier in it.
3: But yeah, but I don't have much to say about that series. Like, they they basically took advantage of Rene not showing up.
2: Yeah, it was, Rene took, took a, a first-round bye, kind of like the New England Patriots would... He's just getting ready for the second round. You have to hope, at least if you're a Predators fan. But, look, the Avalanche should not have been in this thing as much as they were. But credit to them, they really did play with a nothing-to-lose mentality and were able to steal a couple of games. So, hey, I mean, you can say maybe Colorado's on the up-and-up for the future. It's kind of hard to tell because they still have a lot of areas to iron out, but... Kudos to them for making it interesting for a couple of nights. Uh, it was never at the point where anyone really was conf- was worrying that Nashville was going to lose their lead in the series. But
1: yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, but I mean, I have nothing really to still. say about that. They they are the President's yeah. Trophy winners and they showed it for four games. Like, yeah. I mean, I do think that was edgy, but
2: yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's. It was your pedestrian series, the way that this year has gone. It seemed like outside of the first two series we talked about, everybody had at least one game. Colorado just happened to get two, but you never felt like Colorado was actually winning it.
3: Yeah. All right, so final completed series as of Tuesday, April 24th at 9.55 p.m. (laughs) Yeah. Is Washington four to Columbus's two, which I was actually surprised at how it started. Like those, oh, like two consecutive, was it three consecutive overtime starts? Colorado up, uh, Columbus. Taking Columbus took two the first two
2: games, and then who would have thought Washington was going to come back and win four straight? Well, Street? I mean,
3: they have to fulfill the prophecy and lose in the second round.
2: Yeah, but like, I mean. The only thing more capitals would have been to, like, not get to the second round. But, like, I I just don't... Like, the term reverse sweep normally applies to being down, like, 3-0 in the series and then winning four straight games. But equally as impressive, I feel, they came... and, And granted, they had some, like, lucky bounces that won some overtime games. But they... Won four straight games after being down in a hole in the two nothing hole. That's that's the only thing that really scares me. If I'm a Penguins fan knowing that the Capitals are next, is the fact that they just won four straight games like last year and a couple of years before that is they, they were taking the six or seven, but they weren't not like in this way.
3: But I don't think they like, uh, see. I agree they just won four straight games, but they got off to a rocky start in the yeah, first three I, I games.
2: Don't... Yeah,
3: I'd say they like... showed a lot, right? And Pittsburgh, as long as they don't do what they did the second game against the Flyers, right. should know and... how to take advantage of that. And Washington doesn't play an overly physical game either, so I don't think you're gonna fall into that same trap of like the second game against the Flyers.
2: Yeah, it all comes down to how well the Penguins' defense plays. Because when you have Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, you have uh, John Carlson on defense. You have a lot of weapons still on Washington. But, I mean,
3: the same can be said for the Penguins, right? You have Crosby, Malkin, Kessel. Those are just three of your forwards.
2: Yeah, but I don't feel like Washington has the same defensive problems that the Penguins have had.
3: I mean, I don't think their defense is perfect. There's obviously ways around it. And, like, I sure they have Ovechkin, what, Oshi and, like, a couple of Kuznetsov, right? hmm But outside of them, like, are you really... I'm not really scared of anybody, like, forward core-wise.
2: Look, I've seen this series enough to, like, not in- really be scared, but one of these days it will switch and they will win one i don't think it's this year i think like as long as crosby and malkin are playing and it it just seems like it's been like four games since the capitals had to change goalies eventually hope is gonna crack and it seemingly happens against the penguins in the playoffs every year or so We'll probably figure something out against him, and I'm gonna say Game Three or Game Four. So, uh, look, second, it it's the Caps' year to lose in the second round again. Consistency reigns supreme. I I think I've said it on every show now. Uh, it's just how it works if you're the Capitals. It's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys not being able to get to uh, the NFC Championship game. It's like it's just like so many teams. It's like, the promised land is not promised to you. I'm sorry. It's just not.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like that, that wraps us up because like they they've been so consistent in losing in the second round. Yeah,
2: that it you
3: like- come to expect it, even though like their team like. On paper, got weaker. I still figured they'd make the playoffs. Like in the offseason yeah. last year, like their oh, team yeah. on paper got so much weaker, right? They lost Johansson and uh, they made, had to make a couple other moves, right, to keep Oshie and etc.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look,
3: but I could, like, I had them making the playoffs. There's no way, like, that didn't. And then. Once they get to the playoffs, like something switches on the first round that they do something amazing, and then all of a sudden that switch just just flips out and yeah. they just crash and burn in the second round. Like,
2: yeah, and people have been saying like, you know, maybe this is the Caps year to do it because like they've been hot more recently. But look, <laughs> and, and, they had to
3: switch uh, goalies. They have not been hot.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, they. I think they meant in the past four games, but people are like. You know, the Penguins have been up and down this year. I was like, dude, they won a cup in 09 in 2016 the same way as this year. Like, you can't say that, like, up and down means anything.
3: It You just need to get hot at the right time. And I'm not talking, right. like, streaky hot, like, four games. But, like, I, even if you lose games, you need to have consistent good showing where you're not, like, making so many mistakes and – you maybe lose by like a goal.
2: Right. Prior but to like, empty netters. Yeah, just to finish my point is like like you said, uh the Capitals did lose a little bit and it's fine if they've won their last four games and come in with a little extra confidence. But the fact of the matter is look, you couldn't beat us when you had the president's trophy attached to your name the past two years and now you're a weaker team this year. Whereas we I mean we lose Benino and like a couple other role players, but overall, we're still the same team. So, uh, it's just kind of hard to believe that of the two teams, the Penguins are the weaker one right now. I don't know. That's that's me. We, I don't know. We just came off a series where we averaged like six goals a game. So, it, it's kind of hard to think that we can't just go in and outscore on them. But,
3: I mean, you also had one point in that series where you – literally scored one goal and it wasn't really
2: right. And then we scored seven, eight, five, six. It was a high I scoring mean, outside no, of that one game.
3: I agree. But like, you can't have that blip in your performance either.
2: No, you're right. You're right. We'll figure it out. I think it'll be six or seven game series again. All right. It's just so, it seems I mean, to work out that way.
3: That's hockey, right? Yeah,
2: that's hockey. Uh. So, now everybody's favorite uh, something, something special at the end of the rainbow. Well, the rainbow's really a dud because now we get to talk basketball. Um, We said last week that the Toronto Raptors were treating every game like a Game 7. Well, they came out hot. They won their first two Game 7s. You'd think that they were finals bound and just like toronto does they lost their last two game sevens and they're in a tie series right now so you know if you lose game sevens you don't really make it to the finals um but i mean
3: to be fair they have played four game sevens already that's more than any other team in the bracket
2: yeah i mean look they've played enough game sevens to win a championship and they haven't even made it out of the first round yet that's, I mean, That's saying Toronto something. is on a historic postseason run here, and they may <laughs> not even win around. Oh, uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Cleveland, uh, I don't know. That that series. Is King James King James hasn't really kicked it into PED King James like I'm a freight train mode yet. I guess uh, I don't know. It's tied two to two, and Indiana isn't even the most intimidating team in the East. But, I mean,
3: uh, I feel like the games have been close. Aside from game one, was it? I think, I think
2: that the uh, Pacers won somewhat handedly. Not like by 20 the last game. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, I mean,
3: I'm definitely wrong if I try to guess. So, let's just move okay.
2: on. Yeah. This is what misinformed, tired co-hosts do, and it makes for great radio entertainment. So,
3: So, yeah, let's talk about uh, Philadelphia (laughs) and Miami, right? 3-1.
2: Yeah, that game's actually going on right now because it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Um, And I think it's end of the third quarter or whatever. Philadelphia is currently up by, like, 17 on the heat. Um, Not surprised. So. If you're a Philly fan, you had to wait like two days to see your team, uh, one of your teams, win a playoff series because Philly. I mean, you know, hold a on. Three one lead is probably going to take it to the second round tonight, and they might be the best team in the East right now.
1: Meh.
3: I uh, see. I feel like all the East series are really close. Like, sure, Philly has won. Well, the Indiana won one of their games pretty handily, and then the second one was. What like fifteen points or something maybe?
2: Yeah, maybe. But I Th- think it this just team. Seems... Go ahead, go ahead.
3: Uh, Philly, they won the first game pretty handily, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they lost. If I'm not mistaken, they went one-one, and then they lo- they won their next two. I'm not sure though; I could totally be wrong. Yeah,
2: yeah, they have a three-one series lead right now, so they've only lost in one game, and they've looked from when I checked the scores, they've looked like they've held some steady leads in the series. You also have to consider Miami's not the best looking team. Yeah. But just hey, on paper, like Dwayne Wade is their best player. The same Dwayne Wade that I'm sure I'm not even is sure a washed you up knew. Up at this point. Well, I'm I'm not even sure if you knew that he was back in Miami. Oh, I knew that.
3: But, I don't know, he's whatever now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but but I, like, I just look. Toronto's not gonna make the finals. Like it's their best chance to make the finals. I just don't know that they are. Cleveland is definitely on a down year because any other year they would have swept the series by now. And Boston is just injury riddled right now. So my question is, is like, who's the healthiest and standing standing tallest right now? I think it's Philly.
3: Well, yeah, for the East. Uh, yeah. yeah, for the East. All right, so let's. Try
2: to hit the West, I guess. There, yeah. yeah. So uh, they
3: have the most diversity in their series, I guess.
2: Yeah, except for the sweep.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, diversity isn't. They have a sweep. They have. Oh yeah. Two series that could be really close when the next game gets played, and then a three-one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think um,
3: so. Let's just get the sweep out of the way. Like, yeah. holy crap, New Orleans! Just like, yeah, we're not want to deal with you, and just.
2: Yeah, Rajon Rondo went back into uh, his prime days in Boston and just kicked yeah. kicked it into another gear. I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's kind. Of, I mean, come on, Portland. I don't think anyone thought that they were title contenders anyway. But no, like, but
3: you don't expect the three seed to go zero four against the six.
2: Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like, I still feel like Portland is still in this thing, and they. Half of them are probably out on a golf course somewhere. So, yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and
3: then you have it, the Golden State and San Antonio series. That series is playing out like I'd expect.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Steph Curry's not even playing, but like this is just—it's just Golden gold. State, though. It's, they're, yeah, they're it's Golden just State. Too good. It's Golden State, and really, you could be wearing an NBA championship ring on your. Uh, hand be a hall of famer working at ESPN or you could be one of us and it would mean the same thing golden state is golden state is golden state and that's really just enough to feel like yeah and then we don't, we don't expect anything else at this yeah. point
3: so then the other two series let's touch on the 1-8 so Houston is, uh, is a series with Minnesota right now is 2-1 is it
2: yeah I believe so and uh it was I mean, funny. I mean, like Minnesota to win, have won a game. Like, I don't think that Minnesota is that bad of a team, but they're not healthy right now. Uh, one, of their best, one of their best players, Jimmy Butler, has been out for the year for a while. Uh, they got Carl Anthony Towns, but you can't expect him to shoulder the load the whole series. And you know, kudos to them. They're they. I'm I'm interested to see what will happen in Game 4 to see if they can even up a series. I don't expect it to happen, but... Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they Anything's a game... Anything's possible. Though. Yeah. You got to win all those games that Portland didn't. Yeah. And
3: then,
2: <laughs> they they got to go somewhere.
3: Hey, I mean, that's all you can take at this point. You're literally the 8th seed. You just try your best every game. Every yeah. So when you're the 8th seed, every game should be a Game 7. I feel like just... You know, but more of a game Back seven, in the, the fact wall. that just leave everything on the court, just come for that day and just play.
2: Yeah, I mean, look how well it's worked for for Toronto. But They've Toronto's got two wins in today. the
3: opposite. You know, they're they're not they're not the eighth seed. They're not the ones that are complete underdogs. They shouldn't be treating every game like game seven.
2: No, you're absolutely right. So I mean, we'll see how this plays out, but. Uh, speaking of underdogs, in in my opinion, going to the Oklahoma City and Jazz series, I feel like the Jazz are just a heavy underdog in the playoffs in general. They're a five seed, but like I don't feel like anyone ever took them seriously. And then, like, Russell Westbrook just has – he can put up the numbers he wants to, but when Ricky Rubio, who can't, like, shoot for – Like, it took him nine years in the NBA to learn how to shoot decently. Is posting triple doubles, and Russell Westbrook is, like, telling reporters, I'm going to shut this crap down. Or, like, I'm going to shut this dude down so he can never. And then they still lose the next game. Maybe it's just Carmelo Anthony's a curse. Like maybe you just really can't win a ring with a. You can I win mean, a medal. You can I be an Olympian Mellow and win a medal, is... but I don't think that you can win a ring. Yeah. How it's like, you know, what are you really expecting from? But like, I feel like Utah is just a good team that gets thrown under the bus a little too much. I I don't think that they're gonna beat a team like Golden State. And unfortunately, their luck is probably going to run out in the next round if they get Houston, but it's just a shame because like mid-level market teams like a Utah that doesn't have a salary cap or like a fan base quite the same as like Houston or Golden State does get dealt a little bit of a lesser hand and they kind of have to just keep taking the punches until – they can build something really, really special. But, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to win as an NBA team if you don't really have, like, a big... I mean, we used to say big three, but now it's, like, you have to have, like, four borderline all-stars, or if not established all-stars on the court. Like, if you look at a, a healthy Boston team, they would have had Kyrie... Al Horford, they would have had the, their up-and-coming like rookie star Jason Tatum, and they would have had a, a really good shot. If you look at Houston, they have Chris Paul, James Harden. They have just it, – it's just hard to believe I mean, that. I, you like, can
3: see it just there, right?
2: Yeah, it's just there. I mean, like Golden State obviously –
3: they just have star power.
2: Yeah. Just stop yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you really, that's right. You can just stop there because that's really... I mean, it used to be, like I said, you only needed like a big three, maybe even two really good players to win. Back
3: in the old days, you just needed to surround two really good players with a solid three that wouldn't just, you know, fall over and die. Now, yeah, yeah. Now you need like three solid players, like star players. And... Golden State, they have star players. Done.
2: Yeah, like what you said is like you used to only need to have like two really good borderline stars, but that's kind of like what the Washington Wizards are now. They're the eighth seed in the East. It's like they have Bradley Beal, they have John Wall, and then they have a pretty solid group around. But like, look, they just don't do well. This is just how the game has changed and us as uninformed not really paying attention to nba guys it's like washington if you look if you're one of us and you look at the beginning of the season you think washington probably has a good chance at this and it's like eighth seed who would have thought
3: but i mean if you're us and you look at the rosters at the beginning of the season you're saying golden state should be a different number one which they
2: aren't right Right. I mean, I think that it was, like, borderline, like you could have said. And then,
3: also, at the beginning of the season, flop. you're like, Boston's the number one team. But now, if you look at Boston, you're like, holy crap, how are they still actually in this thing?
2: Yeah, that that's true. They've had guys step up and credit to the guys in Boston. But, like, think about what could have been. If they had Gordon Hayward healthy, if they had Kyrie healthy, it's like, wow, this team could have really been something if they had like the ability to not all fall like all the dominoes are falling at the wrong times yeah so
3: hey but i mean they've still made it they're making their series a pretty good series i wouldn't be surprised if they won so
2: yeah i wouldn't be surprised either i you know giannis onto the kumpo of the bucks you know as great as he is and how the superstar he's turned into, he, he's carrying Milwaukee alone. I, I just don't know that he can take them further than maybe the second round. Mm. So we'll, we'll see. But like, that's just how the NBA is right now. I, I think if you're in a, a casual NBA fan, not really devoted to any one team, I think you're pretty happy with the playoff bracket right now because you have, for the most part, series that have kept going on and are still somewhat competitive. I mean, look, we may have LeBron James lose in the first round. I mean, if you're sick of seeing Cleveland win, you're happy at the opportunity in front of you to be like, oh, finally, it could be somebody else representing the East in the final. So. We'll see. Uh, like I said, if you're in a casual fan, you're probably having fun with this bracket. Uh, if you're a fan of one team, you probably know way more than we do. But um, probably not hanging on pins and needles just yet unless you're like a Heat fan. But yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've got on the NBA. You guys have anything else to add? No.
3: I mean... <laughs> You basically lost me at the NBA until we were coming back to what does this team look at the, like at the beginning of the season and what do they look like now, because I can answer that, but that's about it.
2: I mean like at the beginning of the season, I don't know. I, I feel like Houston you probably could have said that they were either gonna be a number one or a number two in that conference and you could have maybe flip flopped back and forth and you could have reasonably explained who if it was Golden State or Houston, why you put them there. But other than that, I think it was mostly what you see is what you got.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, but that's it. That's all I got. I have yeah. no yeah. other idea about basketball.
2: Yeah. And, you know, right now I think the hottest team in all of sports would be sleep because I think, well, We desperately need it. So with that being said, I think it's time to uh, end the show. Just thanks for listening if you have been. Remember, like, comment, subscribe on iTunes or any podcasting service that we are on. We're trying to get it on to Spotify, iHeartRadio when we have enough episodes to do so. And we hope that you'll tune in next week. Uh, We're trying to get more and more listeners. So seriously just even if you don't listen to the whole episode share it with friends have people write in let's try to get this thing boosted uh and we thank you again for those who have been listening we really appreciate it and with that being said uh go leafs tomorrow night cuz we both pick them to win we're just hoping for a great game really and we'll catch you guys next week
3: yep see you